Hey, hey, what's up? Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Did you hear that, George? I heard it. Morales is an onion bagel eater. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, too. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. I'm not shocked anymore. Thanks for pointing that out. sometimes. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I used to use Febreze in the morning. Yeah, Greg's got smelly takes. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, it's schmear. It's schmear, not smear. Schmear? Yeah, schmear. By the way, I just want to make sure that you know I did not bring up bagels because you're Jewish, and I'm offended yeah. that you will bring that up in that context. I know. I am. I mean, HR. you've never you've never done that to me before. Because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I did. Didn't I just tell you what I was going to give you for Hanukkah in our text exchange? Oh yeah, you did. You did. And well, you said Christmas Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. I had to catch myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of catching yourself, you better catch the NBA because it's coming back soon. The question is, LZ, mm-hmm. how much LeBron will we see when the season starts? Well, what do you mean? The uh, you know we you and I have talked a lot about the quick turnaround and how it would affect the Lakers and specifically LeBron. And we had Kendrick Perkins on yesterday to discuss some of that, amongst many other things. So LeBron, you know, he has to show the shop on HBO. Mm-hmm. And he had President Obama on recently, and President Obama flipped the script on him and asked him some questions Uh-oh. in the interview and asked him about, hey, this season may be starting soon. What are you going to do, LeBron, if the season gets restarted this quickly and starts on December 22nd? And here's what LeBron said on HBO's The Shop. LeBron, the season's coming up. You got 10 more years, five oh more years. God. You look like you got about five to 10 when last <laughs> yeah, time we seen you. You, you know what, court. though? He's, he's going to have, he's definitely going to have some minute restrictions. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's getting back on D the first half of the season. First half of the season. I'm, I'm cherry picking the whole first half of the season. <laughs> hey, you got, you got to, you got to save yourself, yeah, man, save. for what it counts. Yes, sir. <laughs> let, let Anthony Davis do all the work, man. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> <going> for. See <laughs> ya. So, I mean, he's laughing, but I feel like that's what we're ready. we got to get ready for, no? Man, that's some grown folk, old man barbershop top for real. Yeah. Like, that is just real, real, real. And I don't think LeBron is going to cherry pick. However, what what B said, and I call, you know, the president B because I just feel like I'm down like that with him. Um, what he said is real talk. Like, you got Anthony Davis. He's young. That's what he's there for. He's there. He's supposed to have all that boundless energy that he's supposed to, like, you know, cover a multitude of sin. And then the second half of the season, you know, after the All-Star break, then, you know, you go and turn to your 36-year-old superstar and says, okay, let's bring this on home. I don't think, you know, my expectation was exactly that conversation, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, like, and but I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, would they? I mean, listen, if if he's taking off um during critical moments of the game, I think they will. But if someone gets a steal and he doesn't do one of his famous chase down blocks, even though he could, but he's conserving energy, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, I'm not going to be like going, why didn't you chase the block down? The score is 10 to 12. Now they're up four instead of just two. I'm not going to, I mean, no, I'm not doing that. The game, it's going to be a 72 game season. He's 36 years old. He just helped us get number 17. I think he knows his body better than any of us. He knows what needs to happen. As long as we get, 
you know, if we're playing 72 games, as long as we're winning, you know, 55 of them, I'm good. Uh, yeah, listen, I look, LeBron in Cleveland did a lot of what President Obama just suggested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and by the way, Maverick Carter was at the beginning of that clip, just uh, if you didn't know the uh, the voice there. And then it was President Obama and then LeBron. Um, but, I mean, he did a lot of that. He cherry-picked in Cleveland specifically, LZ. Because mm-hmm. remember, he spent four years in Miami having to play in military school. So he cherry-picked a lot in Cleveland. And I, I think that when he came here the first year, there was a little bit of that. Then he got hurt as he was getting ready to turn it on. Uh, and, you know, you never really saw him at full capacity. And last year we saw him pretty much go from the jump, which we hadn't seen in a long time. But he's going to have to conserve himself. Like, that's not a crazy thing to think about right now. No, especially given the responsibilities that he's had to carry all of last season and both on and off the court. And I personally, now I, I know some people who are on the fence about how they feel about him may feel differently, but I personally feel he earns the he earned the right to like not go all out for the first, you know, 30 games. I just do. Like, what do you want? Him to go all, all out the entire season and, you know, maybe not have everything that you saw in the finals or him conserve his energy a little bit so that when it's money time, when it's winning time, he has the legs to go, to guard a Jamal Murray. He has the legs to, like, stay with a, a, a Russell Westbrook if he needs to. I would much rather do the latter than him do a chase down block in the fifth game of the season because, you know, he needs to go all out like he's 22 again. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But it was funny because they were arguing about this on first take this morning. Our boy Perk, who was on with us yesterday, and we'll hear from Perk again here because we've got some stuff on him uh, from him yesterday that was fun. Um, But he was arguing with Max about this. So, Laura, I know we have a couple of different cuts. Um, I want to make sure I have the right one because Funch has sent this to us. Um... Play the play the first one that just says it just says just Max LeBron doesn't want to play anymore in 2020 and why should he? Let me hear what Max's argument was. Okay, so it's zero two R U, M O R zero two R U. Damn, George, you talking like in tongues or something? What does I that mean, mean? Well, that's what it's labeled. So oh, I, mean, okay. I, I thought we had it ready. <laughs> I don't know. So we went wanted, to the <laughs> you know I didn't I want to make sure we, or something. We, we get it in. Okay, let me hear it. If LeBron James in year 18 now, having played in nine of 10 finals, having just won the championship, says, wait a minute, guys. By the way, having led a, a, a being among the leaders of a league with zero positive cases, who sequestered themselves away from the rest of the world in the bubble, did all those things, who kept it together, right? When that dude says, I know my own body, I know what I need, I don't want to be playing in the calendar year 2020 again. Shouldn't we listen to him? Don't you think he understands what's going on with himself? Okay, so here's Perk's response. Laura, play the next cut. 0-2-R-Q. 0-2-R-Q. Don't let LeBron fool you with the word play. We heard him before the beginning of last season talking about how he was going to lean on Anthony Davis so much. But then the start of the season and throughout the course of the season, we were talking about how LeBron James was in the MVP conversation. Should have won the MVP. So don't let the word play fool you with LeBron James, all right? This guy's going to be ready to play. 
Don't let it. I'm not denying he won't be perfect. Okay, so what do you? I'm not saying he won't be ready. I'm saying if he he knows himself, he knows his own body. You say he's built different, but the way he's built different is upstairs too. He knows what he needs. He takes care of himself. If he needs, even emotionally, if he just needs, yo, I can't right now. I really, I'm going to be playing in 2021. I'm with him. Anyone else? I agree with you. LeBron has earned that. Um, and then last, play the last cut where he kind of take. I feel like he may have taken a swipe at Kawhi. Go ahead. We're not like Kawhi Leonard. We we on LeBron James side. We don't do load management. And oh, then I LeBron didn't come up now. with the saying. I listen. I didn't come up with the saying that said he's built for it. LeBron James said that on numerous occasions. He said I'm built for this. We are built for this. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you, Max. Is that LeBron James? Yes, he may say things out to the media, but then you see Instagram posts with him in the gym working out with his daughter. He haven't stopped working out. He's ready. He knew this was going to be a quick turnaround. Don't let him fool you with his word. There's there's different between he can do it and he ought to do it. So that is a good question, LZ. He can do it. We all know he can do it. But should he do it? Should he go through with it? And or should he do what he said on the shop, which is cherry pick? What's my favorite sport? Like, you know, I love the league. But what's number one? Tennis. Tennis. What do the great ones do later in their in their careers? The Serena's. And they, the they don't Federer. play every tournament. They don't play every tournament. Yeah. Why don't they play every tournament? Is it because they can't? No. It's because they shouldn't. Serena Dow, she's like six tournaments a year. And I'm good with that. Why? Because she's 38 damn years old. <laughs> yeah. LeBron James is going to be 36 next month. I don't want to see LeBron James grind himself down to the bone prematurely just to prove some point about that he can still do it. I don't need you to do a can still do it in game 27. I need you to do it in the NBA Finals. I need you to do it in game six of the Western Conference Finals when we need to close the door on somebody. Yeah. I don't need you to overextend yourself during the regular season when you're surrounded by young talent, that all you need to do is get them in position to succeed and they can be successful. And by young talent, I'm talking about Anthony Davis, who's a top five player. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's got someone he can rely upon and they'll be just fine. I'm with you. Uh, but we'll open up to the phones, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sit down on LZ with you here at 710 ESPN. So are you cool with LeBron cherry-picking games uh, to start the season? I don't think you should have a problem with it personally. The man is 35. He's going to be 36 years old the week after the season starts. Uh, I think Seriously. And the season's turned around quick. And you got Anthony Davis. And by the way, you may have someone else. Who? Oh, Laura, do, you have, do we have audio? Of our guest from yesterday, Kendrick Perkins. We've got a lot of Kendrick Perkins sound in the start of the show today. Yeah, Do we I think have the audio from yesterday that I, I requested from Greg? 
Yes, it's we clip do. Uh, 68275. I mean, that's not really what the clip is, but play oh, the NBA clip. 2 RJZ. Yeah, play the clip of. <laughs> you guys are idiots. Play the clip <laughs> of what Kendrick NBA Perkins, 2K. Of who Kendrick Perkins said <laughs> would be a Laker. Go ahead. We play also have how great of a friend LeBron James and Chris Paul is. Chris Paul has been on record this offseason saying that. Some of his destinations are the Lakers uh, in L.A. or with New York. And I think he's going to be a Laker. I'm telling you. I can see it happening right now with him and Sam Presley possibly coming up with a buyout if they can't come together and get a trade done. I, I'm i like 85% sure Chris Paul will be a Laker next year. So he's 85% sure Chris Paul will be a Laker next year. This was picked up by the Laker blogs. They were loving it. Uh, we were loving it yesterday. Um, now, there was a preference amongst callers yesterday. I know people want to chime in on should Le- are you okay with LeBron kind of sitting out some games or, or not, maybe not even sitting out because cherry picking doesn't necessarily mean sitting out games, LZ. It means it could be him just kind of picking and choosing his spots within the games, right? Like you can load manage within a game. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to sit out the entire game, but I was curious to see how people feel about that because clearly there was a disdain for it with Kawhi, but with Kawhi, he was sitting out altogether. Uh, so people can chime in at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. But we did talk about the other possibilities, like a Drew Holiday. But here's the thing with Drew Holiday. You're going to have to give up more to get Drew Holiday, who's five years younger, more than five years younger than Chris Paul. Um, I... I just and you're gonna you probably don't have the assets to give up for Drew Holiday because my guess is New Orleans is going to want want not just players but pick compensation as well. Yeah, and we clearly don't have the picks, but uh, you know I believe and I know you're not in the same camp, but you know I'm foolish so I'm gonna run with it. I believe that Kuz is a 20 point scorer on a mediocre team, which means he's probably on a non championship caliber team. Anywhere between a 15 to 12 point score. Okay. Which, you know, if you're rebuilding, given his price point, his his age, and his familiarity with the other players, it's not a bad pickup for them. Right. But you're going to have to pay him after next year if you're the team trading for him. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a thing. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a part that's not, of it. But that's not our business. That's, that's, that's their business. Right. <laughs> to find out whether or not they want to pay him after they had an opportunity to, to deal with him up close and personal. I believe that part of the reason why Drew is probably a better pickup for the Lakers than Chris Paul isn't because of the trade, what's going to be required of the trade. It's just the expectations of the trade. In other words, Chris, who is used to being the top dog with the ball, and LeBron, who's used to being top dog with the ball, are going to have to work some things out. And I know people say, well, he played with Wade. But Wade wasn't a point guard. Wade was a shooting guard. He was a true, pure scoring shooting guard. Chris Paul and LeBron James really duplicate each other. And if I'm looking at this from a mashup sort of perspective, I would much rather have a guy who would be content not having the ball in his hand at all times, like Drew Holiday, than a guy who may not feel that he's being impactful unless he has the ball, like a Chris Paul. Okay, the argument I would make, and we're going to get to the calls here in a second because we got people on hold at 877-710-ESPN, is this. 
is Chris Paul played with James Harden. Nobody has the ball in their hands more than James Harden. And they were one hamstring and a game away from winning to getting to the NBA Finals. So uh, I, But they I, almost killed each other, too. They did almost kill each other, but LeBron and Chris are actually friends. Like, they're godfathers to each other's children, I believe. Uh, right I may have that. I, I, I don't know if I have that completely. <laughs> I, I, I think, I know one of, the, I know at least, I think it's Chris is the godfather to one of LeBron's like, kids. Is it Bronny? The first I, one? It right might be. It, it, right. It, so I, I know that, like, they're very close, unlike James and Chris, which was like a shotgun marriage, I thought, a little bit. And so there's that. And LeBron does like, to, to your point earlier with Wade, even Kyrie, having a guy that he can just be like, oh, I'm free to play off the ball a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Or a lot of it. Uh, for at least 30 40% of the game, he can just roam. You know what I'm saying? So I do think that there is – I think those two can coexist is what I would say. Let's go to Roger in Burbank. What's up, Roger? Hey, George. How you doing? Is George the official name of Cuba? Because Gascon is George, too, right? You know, a lot of Georges taking <laughs> over. But what I was going to say is LeBron's not going to take no time off. He's going for all-time records. You can't be taking time off if you're going for all-time records because the clock is ticking. And you know he won't. The only way he can be the GOAT is get these all-time records. And another point, too. Uh, LZ, that hook shot is a trick shot. That's why people don't want to learn it. It's like shooting free throws underhanded. That was a trick shot. And right. Kareem stole that from Metalock Lemon with the Globetrotters. So teaching somebody a trick shot is a waste of time. But no, no, LeBron, LeBron is too selfish. That guy's going to play every game. He might play 40 minutes a game to get those all-time records. And, George, one last quick question. Yes, sir. Do Cubans consider themselves Latino? Yes, they do. That's like saying a Jamaican is a Latino. Uh, I, I just didn't. I thought. I thought. Gaston why is that? Why? 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 Why do you think that? Because it's the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Puerto I Ricans think, are think, living the Caribbean, and sort of Dominicans, and they're Latino too. You think Jamaicans are Latino? I mean, I thought. No, no, no. I said no, no, Puerto, no, no, no. Ricans, Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans and Dominicans are also are from the Caribbean, and they're uh, there are Caribbean Latinos. Like that's a real thing. And they don't and speak Jamaican Spanish in Jamaica. Too? Yeah, they don't speak Spanish in Jamaica. Exactly. But they don't consider themselves. I'm confused with. It. I just no. The Jamaicans consider themselves Jamaicans and Caribbeans. Like you can. Okay, I I don't want to do a geography lesson here necessarily. But, but Haitians are Haitians and they speak French. Jamaicans right. are Jamaicans. But the language is also the through line that connects the Latino aspect that we're talking about from correct. an electoral perspective. Correct. Correct. So I, I didn't think you, you spoke Spanish would automatically make you Latino. Uh, you know, I thought it was uh, more or less that where you live, Latin America, right? Latin America. Well, but I, I think that the Caribbean, um, like the Caribbean islands, um, some of them are considered part of Latin America. Well, I, I thought Cubans would be more Hispanic, you know. I'm Back to Gascon. Panic. I mean, it's all I, the I same thing. I, I, I think it's it just more semantics. Hispanic than yeah. Latino. But that's yeah. all I got for you to do. Okay. Thank you. Gotcha, Roger. Appreciate it, buddy. Roger that. Roger. Thank you, brother. At the yeah. end of the day, we all like tacos, and isn't that what really matters? Yeah, pretty no? much. Pretty I, much. I mean, I thought some tacos are pretty good. Uh, um, tamales, really, as well. Tamales? I like tamales, I like tamales too. Tamales. I just like food. You like tamales, Laura? Tamales. You know, if you rode your bike, I would get you some. <laughs> That's so me. <laughs> Do you like tamales, Laura? <laughs> I, gracias, Jorge. I love tamales. Okay. You Greg, know? tamales? Absolutely. They're delicious. Okay, I'm just asking. Love me some tamales. I mean, you like mint chocolate, so you never Do you make tamales? Does anyone here make tamales? My mom knows how to make them. Really? Oh, wait, Laura, you can make tamales? I can cook, man. I know how to cook. I'm Mexican. If you don't know how to cook as a woman, that's... 
I know how to cook. I love to cook too. Oh, what you what's mean? Up, <laughs> what's up, girl? What you doing? How you right doing, now, girl? Because I, I like to eat. If you like to cook, I like to eat. Hey. What you want me to cook for you, LZ? I can cook for you any day, anytime. I mean, I love tamales. Okay. Let me make tamales. Tamales is a labor of love to make, man. Yeah. I tried once, and by the time I got done, we ordered out. Yeah. It's a labor of love. <laughs> it was you. just like. Oh, no, I can't be doing all this. It, it <laughs> is a lot, a lot to make tamales. Like, it is it is not. It's, Are it's tamales not. like the chitlins of Latino cuisine? Yeah, like, yeah. Because, because chitlins, chitlins or chitlins, chitlins is a labor of love. You got to wash them over and over and over again yeah, and boil them forever lot. in a day. It's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it, uh, I would say. It would never be anything I would attempt, that's for sure. We made some really yummy um, pork sliders yesterday. We pretzel crusted them. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that later. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we're going to be back in two minutes. We've got some news in the NBA about fans in the stands, LZ. Plus, Raider fans are going to be happy about what they hear in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here. Make sure you're tuning in in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to give you a chance to win a virtual key for our car giveaway. Man, I'm telling you, CX-5, a Mazda CX-5. We are hooking you up, okay? Yes, sir. You heard the road trip destination in the 3 o'clock hour. During Mason and Ireland, in the 5 o'clock hour, you hear a cue to call. And when you hear that cue to call, if you have the correct road trip destination and you are caller 7, you will win a virtual key. Now, here's the deal. We will be taking virtual key entries in the 3 o'clock hour, having the road trip destination, and the 5 o'clock hour, having the cue to call. We will be doing that every day up until the day before Thanksgiving, and then we will give away the car on November 30th. So we have a lot of days to register people. Basically, we have, what, 20 days, Greg? Is that accurate? Yeah, there's 15 keys that we're giving away and then giving it away right, on Right, because it's Monday during the week. Right, it's not right. on the weekends. Right, we're only doing it during Correct. the week. Um, so 15 straight shows, we will be giving away virtual keys, and one of those 15 virtual keys will uh, start that Mazda CX-5 Sport, a beautiful red Mazda CX-5 Sport that I saw today at Culver City Mazda with our buddy uh, Sal Gonzalez. Uh, so make sure you're tuning in at the 5 o'clock hour, and you can have your chance to get one of those virtual keys. we got 15 of them to give away over the next couple of weeks. So And the uh, 1000 bucks. And the $1,000, right. Let's not forget the thousand there's $1,000 in cash, which is All nice. in nickels. No, it's actually – I had them in singles today. We had fake money. Singles. That we bought in, like, uh, it felt like I was going to the, you know, the gentleman's club for a minute. Uh, Getting get some lemon pepper chicken wings. Yeah, exactly. Like Lou Will. <laughs> uh, so you and Greg, uh, we were all having a conversation during the break. Before I get to the calls at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Before I get to um, what Raider fans will be happy about and the NBA report about fans in the stands. Uh, we were talking about something because Laura brought up. What is today, Laura? What national day is today? It's National Men Make Dinner Day and then also National Hot Sauce Day. 
National Hot Sauce Day. Let's get hot, hot sauce, sauce in later. So let's talk about National Men's Make uh, Men Makes Dinner Day. Uh, and you asked us what we were making, and LZ said, "What did you say, LZ?" Grub to the hub, baby. Grub hub. Uh, you asked Greg, and Greg was like, "I don't know, pancakes." Uh, and I then, can make pancakes. That's about it. It's not dinner though, um, and I like breakfast <laughs> well, at any time. But I don't, I don't, I don't think pancakes for dinner is ideal. But you did say that you could make something because we asked you, "What is it you can actually cook, Greg?" And you said, "What?" So I mean, it's been a little while, but I used to make gnocchi from scratch. You are you from sure scratch? you made them from scratch? Because scratch yeah, doesn't scratch. mean buying it and like at the no, grocery no. store and throwing it into the pot. I would I would buy the potatoes, skin the potatoes, and then I would cook them, cut them all up, cook them, then mash them all together, and then make it into a dough. And then I would and then you know you put the um, what's it called the uh, I'm blanking on what the stuff that you put around it. <laughs> it's been a little while. <laughs> Uh, you put stuff on it so that it sticks together, and then you put it in the refrigerator, and then you take put it out. Put some stuff that it sticks together. Uh, the yes, you sound like wheat. a chef indeed. Are I am not kidding? a chef. I am flour? not saying I'm a chef. Flour, thank flour? you. That's the word oh, okay. I couldn't I mean, really, He couldn't say, say flour. Hold the hell up. Hold the hell up. You ain't making nothing from scratch. You, you ain't, ain't making flour. nothing from scratch, dog. Just because I make it forget a word doesn't mean I didn't use the That's making. That's not a word. That's the key. is not cooking. Cooking and speaking are two totally separate things. Well, we you know you're not great at the speaking. Word flower? I am not. <laughs> I, I, sometimes the words just skip out of your mind. What do you? Want I didn't to ask you? you for some like some fancy <laughs> seasoning that only used like once every three months or something like that. Flower is like a, it's like whoa whoa whoa, a pillar. whoa, whoa, whoa. Either way, I did. Okay, we'll see. It's uh, like the glue. It's like it's like being an artist and saying, "What is that? Oh, oh paint. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, paint. I use paint. That's oh, what you, you just did. You couldn't think of the word paint. Someone gave it to you. I'm sorry, if Greg. I'm an artist, yeah, I don't know if I'm buying that. I'm an artist, artist. to be honest. No, like no. now, I'm less. Be- I I believe you less that you know how to cook. Uh, it's not about can... speaking. It's about the, okay. the cooking right. portion. Fair enough. Well, you know, we'll, we'll ask the audience if they believe you could cook gnocchi on top of the conversations we're having. But Nobody's speaking of the, me. Uh, of the conversations, uh, Sham Sharani of The Athletic is reporting, uh, LZ, that the coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic has made life fluid, obviously, and a clinical vaccine will play a role in this too, okay? I wanted to preface that because that was what he tweeted. Uh, but the NBA's goal in some amount is, is to have some amount of fans to start the season. Depending on each market's restrictions, obviously, each state has different, you know, by, you know bylaws, et cetera, or laws. Um, here's what he said. Courtside fans, for instance, would be about 10 to 12 feet away. Uh, the NBA aims to have arena suites open to fans uh, at 25 to 50% capacity for the 2021 season tip-off based off local regulations and an amount of fans under protocols such as masks, social distancing, and coronavirus testing is a goal to start the season. Now, look, maybe I'm reading too much into his, the specifics of his word, mm-hmm. of his words, excuse me. And now I sound like Greg. I'm not getting this right. Um, but it sounds like they're thinking of just having the rich people at the games. It does sound that way. Now, maybe that's inaccurate. The way, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm reading in too much Wait. into what he's saying because those were the two specific things he, he, he discussed. He tweeted about courtside fans and suites. And maybe it's going to be more than that. So I don't want to make it seem like that's not the case. But if that indeed is the case, that's kind of whack. It is not kind of whack. It is definitely whack. It is definitely whack. You're trying to tell me 
that you're literally going to be a gatekeeper at Staples and say, are you rich or not? Because only rich people are allowed to watch the Lakers live. That's what it sounds like to me. And I just think that it <laughs> Hold is. Hold on. Laura, what did you just say? I said that's kind of normal already with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It is a tough ticket. <laughs> well, listen. There's, there's. Oh, here, I'll, I'll differentiate them. Are you wealthy or not? Right? Because there's wealthy, there's rich, right? Wealthy people have suites and have access to courtside t- tickets. Mm-hmm. Rich people can afford to go to the Lakers game, to your point, Laura. So I guess they're like, are you wealthy? And as much as I love the bling aspect of and celebrity aspect of being a Lakers fan, we all know the lifeblood that live and die with every single game and every single shot and every city decision isn't necessarily in that socioeconomic status. For sure, no question. And you will be doing a huge disservice to the to the legacy of this franchise. I ain't talking about nobody else, but the legacy of this franchise. If you don't make sure that the people who aren't wealthy and rich can actually go to these games too, mm-hmm. that's not cool at all. So I'm going to read this verbatim, and you tell me what you're what you hear. I I, I, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. Sources, the NBA aims to have arena suites open to fans at 25 to 50% capacity for the 2021 season tip-off based on local regulations. An amount of fans under protocols such as masks, social distancing, and coronavirus testing is a goal to start the season. Then he quote tweeted that by saying the coronavirus pandemic has made life fluid and a clinical vaccine will play a role in this too. The NBA's goal is some amount of fans to start the season depending each market's restrictions. Courtside fans, for instance, would be about 10 to 12 feet away, sources said. Now, he did say for instance, so it doesn't specifically mean just courtside fans and suites, um, but those are the only two things that he mentioned. But the for instance does kind of change the tone of it a little bit, doesn't it? It changes the tone, but I just want to rip on wealthy people anyway. You can't be the only ones to get to see the Lakers. Everyone has a chance to be able to see the Lakers live. And if you're telling me that there's a scenario here where his, for instance, is actually the norm and the protocol, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Right. That's a major problem. Yeah, I, I, I hope that that is not the case. I, I, I would guess that it would not be. I would be – here's – look. The one thing we can agree upon with the NBA, they're f- pretty, like, smart when it comes to this stuff, right? Like, they are not – look, all these places are grabbing for cash, right? Like, we're not, we're not stupid here. But of all the leagues, if they did that, if it was just literally sweets and – the people in the low, first few rows, wouldn't that surprise you from them? Like, I always try to give people the benefit of their doubt based on their history. And I would want to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is just examples that he used, not ju- solely that those are the only two instances where people can watch games next season or this I, coming season I, in a month or so. I would like to think that that's the point. That is not um, everybody must be in those two brackets. But it is kind of weird that those are the two brackets he used as examples. Mm-hmm. When the vast majority of the readers and the vast majority of the people in the stadiums aren't in either one of those spots. 
<laughs> like you would think if you were to use an example, it would be an example in which more people would actually be able to apply. Most people aren't going to be in any of those spots ever. So why pick those two? It is interesting. I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. We got to get some Raider talk in as well. But what you need to know is first in two minutes here on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano and LZ with you here at 710 ESPN. Don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, we're giving you a virtual key, one of 15 of them, to win a Mazda CX-5 Sport, brand new, red SUV that I saw today, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Every weekday, from here until through the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're going to give away a virtual key in the 5 o'clock hour. you got to listen to the keyword, basically, the uh, road trip destination which is a place, an actual destination, in the 3 o'clock hour during Mason and Ireland each and every weekday, and then in the 5 o'clock hour, if you're caller 7 during the queue to call, so you got to listen during the entire 5 o'clock hour. Here's a tip. It's going to play in the commercials. Okay? And then you you call us as caller 7 with the right road trip destination, and then you will win a virtual key. And we only got 15 of them, so you've got 15 chances to try to get one of those virtual keys to start that car. Uh, but first, what you need to know, presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. Uh, LZ, sir. Uh, we have a game tonight, the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers are 5-2, and two, Niners are 4-4. Four and four. The Niners are literally playing with like a makeshift roster at this point. Um, do you give them any chance when the Packers have lost two games in a row? Uh, I do give them a chance. Okay. Because while they have lost key players... Um, their two number one players that they lost are on offense, but that defense is still there. Yeah, defense is, is has gotten healthier, that's for sure. So uh, I, too, think that could be interesting because, remember, that defense gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of fits last year in their two meetings, one in the playoffs and one in the regular season. So That defense gives everyone fits. For sure, no doubt. Hello, Rams. That's, that's, that's Jared Goff, yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, n- next, uh, Borat. Borat, LZ. Have you seen the new Borat movie? I sure have. You liked it? I have not seen it yet. I don't know if I liked it because I was high when I was watching it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Yes. Uh, a lot of people liked it because it is the number two most watched movie released on video on demand. Number two in 2020. Get out. Yes. What's number wanna, one? Do, well, number one. How, how about this? I, I'll read them. Uh, I'll read through the top ten for you very quickly. Ready? Ooh, I love this. Okay. Number ten, The Lovebirds on Netflix. You seen that? Nope. All right, number nine, Roald Dahl's The Witches on HBO Max. Nope. The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, I have two. It's very good. Uh, Number seven, The Old Guard on Netflix. Yes or no? Oh, my God, I love that. (laughs) I totally love that. Really? I haven't seen that. With Charlize Theron. It's fantastic. Oh, okay. Number six, our girl Mulan. Oh, loved Mulan. I watched it three times. Yeah. Uh, Number five. Phineas and Ferb the movie, Candace Against the Universe on Disney+. Plus. I can't say that I have. I haven't either. Number four, Extraction on Netflix. Can't say that I have. Me neither. Uh, number three, My Spy on Prime Video. 
Can't say that I have. Yeah, Borat is number two and number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hamilton the movie on Disney Plus, the most watched video on demand movie release of 2020. So there you George, go. I'm taking the, full uh, credit for it being number one because I've yeah, seen it ten you can times. As well. Yeah. Uh, you have seen it 10? Well, I haven't seen it 10. I saw it the one time. and I, I didn't want to throw it. my shot. Uh, yeah. 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 I, my kids love musicals, so they've, uh, they've seen it a bunch of times. My daughter loves watching The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman over and over again. We I ha- love we The have Greatest the Showman. Yeah, she loves watching have, musicals. I actually have, and I'm not making this up at all. I'll take a picture of it and put it on social if you want me to. You have, have a Barnum a, like dress up? No, like but I have a lyric from one of the oh. songs tattooed on my arm. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, you really I, do I, like that movie. Yeah, well, the song, that one particular song, This Is Me, just like, it was everything that I needed at that moment in my life. This is me. I'm not ashamed. Okay. This is me. Bam. In your face. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, I took it too far. <laughs> all right, it's okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that's What You Need to Know, presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Um, all right. So yesterday, you and I were talking about the Raiders, LZ. Mm-hmm. And we had Ted Gwynn on. Ted Gwynn is my one of my favorite football follows. He's one of these awesome, crazy, nerdy football film guys who breaks down film for the athletic and he puts it up on his social media and he, he, he writes stories about it with the video attached to it, of course, on the athletic. And we asked him a bunch of questions. And we started talking to him about the Raiders and Derek Carr. And he had some really glowing things to say about Derek Carr. And the funny thing was, you and I had just had a conversation, the segment before, about CBS Sports yesterday doing a story outlining about how Derek Carr should at least be considered an MVP candidate because he has uh, a higher completion percentage um, than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. He's got a better passer rating than Drew Brees and Tom Brady. He's got more TDs than Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson and a better TD to interception ratio than even Russell Wilson. So as much as people would think that's crazy, crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I was saying I, I kind of understand that maybe people would consider him that way. And so we had Ted Gwynn on. Unbeknownst to him, we had that conversation, and here's what he said about Carr. When you look at the performances of some of our MVP favorites, Wilson, Brady, Rodgers, who on the outside looking in still has time in the second half of the season to get their names in there if not snatch the award? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, just because I had, you know, every time I think about the MVP race, I just think, man, Russell Wilson's probably going to um, run away with this thing just because his numbers are, are so ridiculous right now. But, um, you know, I've seen some people kind of mention – Derek Carr is a potential uh, MVP candidate because... Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? Because we were literally just having that conversation. Go ahead, he's, say he, it again. Really? Well, you said okay, some I, people, so I just assumed you meant us. No, he had no idea. He had no, no idea. I, I have not spoken to him about this, so go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, Derek Carr led the Raiders, who were extremely banged up. We talked about their offensive line being banged up, his receivers being banged up, uh, through the toughest uh, first seven games of the season at four and three. Uh, So, yeah, I think, you know, some talk about him potentially being an MVP candidate is, uh, is correct. And especially if he starts leading his team uh, to some, some wins in the next few weeks and getting this Raider team into a prime, you know, playoff position. You know, why not mention his his name in that, uh, in the race? I mean, 
I listed all the stuff that's out there. I know that people on, on the surface hear that and think that that has to be crazy, but clearly it's not that crazy. Like, I, I, I listed all those things. Now you got a guy who literally breaks film down for a living, okay? That is his sole purpose at The Athletic, to break down NFL film, and said you got to at least have him in the conversation. He may not be near the top, as he said. Russell Wilson is the clear-cut favorite, but he needs to be in the conversation. And if you're a Raider fan, considering how bad things have been, LZ, and let's face mm-hmm. it, they have been bad for bad. a long time. Long. And, and, and look, even the start of the Gruden era, okay, has not been ideal, but they're feisty and they're competitive. You know, like, they're, they're a legit team right now. I don't think, they're not going to win the division, but they're going to be in the wild card hunt. And you have to at least give Derek Carr uh, a lot of credit and John Gruden a lot of credit for their success. I'm going to give them credit for their success thus far. No shade. That's complete truth. They have played well. But in order to be the most valuable player, playing well isn't going to get you over the hump in this category. You have to be outstanding. Because there are a lot of teams playing well. There are a lot of QBs playing well, but there's only three QBs, in my opinion, who are playing at an outstanding level, and those were the three players that I mentioned in the question. So in order for Derek Carr, in my opinion, to elevate himself to that, he's going to have to go beyond playing well and playing consistently on a superstar level, particularly against tougher opponents. And we haven't certainly haven't seen that from him this season, Yet, and we hadn't seen it from him in a while. Greg, what do you think? I mean, you nobody watches the Raiders more than you here. So he's got to do a lot to win the MVP, and I think the idea behind no, 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 no. and no one is saying that he should be the favorite. But I mean, those are pretty. Like, I had no idea when until I saw that story yesterday. Okay, that I outline now all the different things that he's better than the elite quarterbacks at this year. I would have never guessed that that would have been the case. Yeah, he's been playing really well and holding on to the ball really, really well where he's not turning it over. But what he's doing right now is he's starting to use his legs, and he's used his legs a lot more in that game against the Browns on Sunday. And if he's going to start adding that into his game, then you're going to start seeing things open up for him. Hopefully the offensive line opened that up for him, and Josh Jacobs opens things up for Henry Ruggs downfield. It's, it would open up the offense by a large margin. So if he can do that and hold on to the ball, he can start squeaking his way into the conversation. But he also needs the other guys with bigger names and more success to fall back. And, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers will. You know, he's he's has a tougher schedule. Um, though Russell Wilson's in the toughest division, so maybe he'll fall back a little bit. But he needs one of those top three guys right now to fall back, and he needs Tom Brady to cool off. So, in my opinion, he just needs a lot more in order to really be a legitimate person in this conversation to happen than what he's than what he's done thus far. And that's no shade; he can still end up in the postseason with a great with a great season in the whole nine. It's just what Brady's doing is incredible, and not because he's forty five, but because he's just incredible. What? You know, Aaron Rodgers is doing, what is he, 20 touchdown passes with two interceptions, and those two came in the same game. Um, Russell Wilson, 26 touchdown passes. Patrick Mahomes, what is he, 25 touchdowns and one interception this season. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, Listen, I get all that, but 
you know, I, I, I do think there are things that you're doing. Like, you know, those things I mentioned aren't, shouldn't be taken lightly. You know what I mean? No, I'm not, I'm not taking them lightly. But can you tell me off the top of your head if you recall a drive this season, a critical drive this season where, like, Carr just owned the field? Because I can't. Um, listen, I, I think, I mean, they've had really good games this year. Um, you know, like he had that, that minute, uh, excuse so me, that, the so Kansas no. city game, he was fantastic in, um, I thought the new Orleans game, I thought he played really well in that game too. I mean, he had three touchdowns in that game. You know what I mean? Like I mean, Matthew Stafford gets three touchdowns in games. I'm talking I, I about only, I'm talking about only a right, period at, or only a moment that got you over the hump. I mean, LZ, they, they, they had those games in control for the most part, right? Like, um, Greg, is my memory serving me correct? Like, at the New Orleans game, they had a healthy lead the whole game. And yeah, they, same thing for the were, Kansas City game. It got tight at the end, or tighter at the end, but they had a two-score lead, and then Kansas City scored a touchdown to get it with an eight. Right, that's because you have Patrick Mahomes doing what right. Patrick Mahomes does. But, yeah, no, they were in control of that game for the most part. They were in the control against um, against uh, the, the Saints. They played okay against the Bills, but that was kind of a back-and-forth thing. They lost that game. But they they were completely in control against the Browns on Sunday and not so much against the Bucks. So they're kind of been up and down, but sure. the fact of the matter is, he's still been good enough to keep them in most of these games. He's, he's not going to win the MVP. It's going to take a lot to get there. No, no, but no. De- but but Derek is having a great year. He him. really is. And, and again, this was a guy that was Wait, ritual. I thought he was having a good year. You just elevated to great. Don't let him sneak no, that no, great no, in no. there. He's, no, no, no. He is having a great year. He's, you know, he's having, having a great a, year. He's having yeah, a good so. year. 14 and 2 is a good is a is a really good year. Yeah. Then what is then what is 25 and 1? Well, better. <laughs> but <laughs> right. we're not, that's, not, that's not the argument though. I, yeah, like, no, I think I think the word great just like the you know, gets thrown around a little too much um, because if you give Derek Carr, well, he's got like 14 touchdown passes, 13 sacks, or two interceptions, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Russell so Wilson's great. Lelzy, where's the level for great then? Like, where I just is gave you one. You... Russell well, Wilson is having a great season. Who else has been great then? He's been, Russell Wilson's been great. Aaron Rodgers has been great. Tom Brady has been great. Patrick Mahomes has been great. So if Derek Carr has better stats in a couple of different categories, doesn't that put him up into the great category? Man, you're stringing together stuff. For this season. For this season, yeah. He's played how many games? He's played seven games. And what do we have, 1,800 yards passing? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he's had one (laughs) bad game, which was this past weekend. And they won on the road in a game, by the way, that he never wins. I think the team is having a surprisingly good start. I think he's been very good, but he's not been great. We know what great is. I just gave you a list of great. We're not disputing that. No, no. So why are we trying to why are we trying to shoehorn him in the great category? Because the team is having better success than we thought they would. They've got a bad defense. Like they're not good on defense. Like I don't I don't think they're that I don't think the team is that good. (laughs) Like I think that he has been the consistent um kind of like he he's been the most consistent player on the roster this year like you know and i think that there's something to be said about that when you only when you have 14 touchdowns and two picks when you have better you know better statistical 
categories or you've been better in, in certain statistical categories than those elite guys. Now, I get you're saying you're trying to piece it together. I, I'm not saying he should win it. I'm just saying he needs to – usually we're talking about four or five guys. I think he needs to be in that conversation of four or five guys right now. I think he's in the top ten. I don't think he's in a four or five. Okay. 877-710-ESPN. We'll open it up. 877-710-3776. Uh, plus, we've got great Dodger news. we got some cool Dodger news to get your way in just a second. Josh Kelly of the San Diego, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Get it uh, together! Will, will join us at 530. I had San Diego on the brain because we're going to be back in three minutes.